Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي قلوا شيطا Respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Alhamdulillah, after a break of approximately three to four sessions, we had the different programs of the Qurra, the Qaris that came. Alhamdulillah, in tonight's session, we resume to our topic titled as the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala anha. Previously, we covered some of the major contributions of Hazrat Umar in the Ghazawat, the battles with Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He played a fundamental role in all of the Ghazawat, the battles. The battle of Badr, the battle of Uhud. And in the last session, we touched on again a very important event in the annals of Islamic history the Treaty of Hudaybiyah it was approximately in the 6th year of Hijri Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw a dream that he with the followers have marched out from Madinatul Munawwara and entered into the sacred sanctuary in Makkah Al-Haram with their ihram and they are performing the rituals of Umrah and after completing Umrah the companions are shaving their heads this was the, the vision the dream shown to Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned this to some of the companions naturally a lot of them were very excited elated after leaving and sacrificing everything to turn back to the city of Makkah their birthplace to meet their family members any opportunity any excuse to go back and to see the beautiful city of Makkah was their ambition they knew straight away that a vision, a dream given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would mean wahi, revelation, a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And very soon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would undertake this noble journey to the city of Makkah. And indeed that time came very quickly. 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to his companions in Medina to prepare for this noble journey to Makkatul Mukarrama with the intention of performing Umrah. Remember that the intention was very very clear. It was not a military expedition. The companions did not take with them any weapons of the sort. The companions only took with them the swords and the swords were also sheathed in their scabbards and some animals, sacrificial animals with the ihram, food and drink, nothing else. It was purely a peaceful journey to march out from the city of Medina and to enter Makkatul Mukarramah to perform Umrah and to again exit from the city of Makkah to come back to Madinatul Munawwara. This was the intention of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Approximately 1500 companions gathered around Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to travel with him to Makkah. The man in charge of Madinatul Munawwara during the absence of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum the blind Sahabi of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam also the Mu'azzin of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was mandated to make sure that everything was disposed of properly he was in charge Hazrat Abdullah ibn Maktoum Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam set off from the city of Madinatul Munawwara their first point of stop was at a place which is historically known as Dhul Hulayfa. Dhul Hulayfa. Slightly on the outskirts of the city of Makkah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he got to Dhul Hulayfa, the very first thing what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam did was that he instructed the companions that now they should put on their ihram and to garland the sacrificial animals to mark them so that they know that these are sacrificial animals. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam also selected one individual as a scout to go very discreetly, enter into the city of Makkah and to see and assess as to what the people of Makkah are doing, what their intentions are. This was the maqsad of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam to see what how the tensions were with the people of Makkah they were fully aware that 1500 strong men Muhajir and Ansar are now close to the city of Makkah when this young Sahabi went he came back with information he said to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that all the main routes into the city of Makkah have been cordoned off have been blocked off there is no possibility for anyone to come into the city of Makkah and this was only for the Muslims that came from Medina to Munawwara so the intentions were very very clear the people of Makkah Qurayshi people were not to allow the Muslims to perform Umrah and to give them easy access to the city Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam said whatever Allah wills will happen Again he set off from Zul Hulayfa and stopped at the furthest point of Al Hudaybiyah. At Al Hudaybiyah there was one well and a flat 
open area Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to the people this is where you pitch up your tents and this is where we will stay and we will communicate and negotiate with the kuffar with the mushrikeen what they want to do in Al-Hudaybiyah on one side of Al-Hudaybiyah there was a well the companions went running to that well thinking that there will be water in that well extremely hot in that intense heat they were running out of food and water very very hot when the companions looked inside the well there was nothing but subhanallah dry land nothing at all everything had dried up completely they came running to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they said Ya Rasulullah this is the position the location that you have selected Alhamdulillah it is khair whatever you do but there is not a single drop of water in the well for us Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam took out an arrow from his quiver Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam put the arrow down Alama have mentioned the minute that arrow was touched down in the well water started gushing out cool water started to gush out from the well it is said that 1500 companions drank from that water from that well including animals also that were there and that water sufficed for the companions for the entire stay for that entire period whilst the Muslims were at Al-Hudaybiyah Ulama have mentioned this was the first miracle mu'ajiza of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam at the point of Al-Hudaybiyah when the kuffar saw that the Muslims have already camped at Al-Hudaybiyah they selected one individual whose name was Musa al-Sakafi Abu Mas'ud Musa al-Sakafi he was the chief negotiator a person well spoken well ranked with the Qureshi people very articulate when he would speak he was very forceful a man who would impose and he was the negotiator for the people of Quraysh he came to Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam at Hudaybiyah and he looked at the companions all around one glance and he said to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that I see that you have people that are very mixed as in different types of people from the different tribes I don't think that these Bedouins and these companions will stay loyal to you if we were to fight you they will desert you straight away they will run away at that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala stood up and expressed his resentment that that is not the case ulama have also mentioned here that when Musa al-Sakafi was talking with Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam the Arabs have this custom that when they would negotiate very often they would want to touch the beard of that person in front so Haji Sahib if I can just take you as an example so when he was speaking he was actually touching the beard of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam this was their custom culture and he was touching the beard of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
The companions didn't like his attitude. Once, twice, talking and touching the beard of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Mughaira bin Shu'ba radiallahu ta'ala an was standing there at a distance and he unsheathed his sword and he took out this blade and he pointed it to the hands of Al-Mughaira, Al-Shu'ba like this, uh, at uh, Musa Al-Sakafi and he pressed it on the fingers of Al-Sakafi and said to him when you speak to the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speak to him with respect and honor he is not an ordinary man that you communicate with before I cut off your fingers that you have before I cut off the fingers that you have subhanallah what love the companions had straight away this young man Musa Sakafi knew that the companions were very very sensitive on the issue of giving honor and respect to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam he was so touched by the standing of the companions around Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam he actually took permission from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said that i am here to negotiate with you but if you allow me i want to go and visit the other people that are here and to see what their condition is what is their opinion Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam allowed him and said to him do what you want he was in the Muslim camp subhanallah and this display of love that the companion showed was something out of the mind for this individual after a few hours he returned back to the Quraysh and he said to them listen to me i have been the negotiator for the meccans qurayshi people for many years i have seen najashi i have met caesar i have seen kisra i have seen the different types of great leaders and kings but believe me there is no king like muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he is the greatest king and these are the words of this individual and he said to the people of makkah let me warn you that those around him will never abandon him he is loved by the people that if he does wudu not a single drop of water touches the ground that the companions are there and they take it as a source of barakah such is the love for nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam that if he was to spit towards one direction a group of people would put their hands in front to collect that saliva auspicious saliva of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam so it is not going to be easy for the people of makkah to stop the muslims from performing umrah these were the words of musa as-sakafi now the kuffar were scared they were testing the muslims to see their strength and their power nothing happened for a few days no one came from the kuffar to negotiate at that time hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam met with the companion and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself appointed hazrat umar radiyallahu ta'ala an as a negotiator for the muslims 
And he says, Umar, stand up. I want you to go. Go to the people of Makkah and put this proposal to them that our intention is only to perform Umrah and that is it. After Umrah we will leave Makkah and go back to Medina to Al-Munamrah. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala agreed to what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam had to say. But again there were some of the companions they were talking among themselves. And when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam heard what the other companions had to, had to say, very quickly after a lot of deliberation shura that was there Hazrat Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala an was substituted by Hazrat Uthman radiyallahu ta'ala an Ulama have mentioned that Hazrat Umar Farooq was a literate man a man who could write and a man who could read very few were like Hazrat Umar Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala an from the tribe of Adi the tribe of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an. The only reason Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was selected was due to the fact that a lot of the family members of Hazrat Uthman held a very high position in the city of Makkah. So that if Hazrat Uthman went, he was shielded by his people and his tribe. This was their custom, they were tribal people. So if anyone came from their own family or own clan, there was natural sympathy flowing for that individual. And Hazrat Uthman was the right man. A very powerful man, a Qurayshi, a rich man, a Tajir. And again, all of the people in Makkah were related to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. So instead of Hazrat Umar Farooq, Hazrat Umar Farooq's, a lot of the family of Hazrat Umar Farooq was already in Medina to Munawwara. So Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam decided that instead of Hazrat Umar Farooq, let us appoint Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an for this job. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an went, entered the city of Makkah towards the Haram, there Abu Sufyan was sitting. When he saw Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala again, a lot of respect for Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala Some of the family members came close to Abu Sufyan and said, this is Uthman, he is from our family. So make sure no one touches him. Make sure no one touches him. We are the people of his family and we are going to give him full protection. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala came and put the message forward of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said to Abu Sufyan that the purpose for the Muslims to be here we have no arms, no weapons with us our purpose, maqsad is only one to pay homage to the sacred house Baytullah Sharif to make Umrah and we will return back to Madinatul Munawwara Abu Sufyan was again a powerful man very strong and he categorically rejected. And he said to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala, No way are we going to allow the Muslims to perform Umrah this year. Uthman, you are here. A noble man of the Quraysh. You have your family members here. You have our full protection, our support. If you wish to perform Umrah, no one will touch you. But as far as the companions are concerned, Nabi of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
none of them will be allowed to enter Makkah. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala looked at Abu Sufyan and said to him, it does not befit the servant of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the khadim of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to perform Umrah whilst Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is deprived from Umrah. Saying that he wanted to stand up, but somehow again the foul play of the kuffar, somehow a few people gathered around him and they were talking to him and saying this is what we have to do, this is what we have to do. Delaying Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and to get back to the Muslim camp. As Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala was delayed here on one side. Subhanallah. These are the kuffar, my respected brothers. And we need to understand the politics from the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa What is Israel doing now? Testing the strength of the Muslims. Testing. Who are these Muslims? So confident are they that they are saying that if the Americans don't want to do the job, we will do it. And we will take on all the Arabs here. All the Arabs. Allahu Akbar Kabir. So we really need to change from the inside, my respected brothers. There should be this reform that, that needs to take place. We need to embrace taqwa quickly. And with taqwa, the nusrat, the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend. Subhanallah, some of the condition of the Muslim countries is pitiful. Pitiful. But at the same time, as I mentioned in Jumu'ah, the least we could do is make a lot of dua for our brothers. A difficult moment. So they were testing the Muslims. A ploy, a foul play by the kuffar. Delayed Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala on one side. And then you had the youth amongst the kuffar mushrikeen circulating false rumors that ah, we have assassinated Hazrat Uthman. We have assassinated Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. And slowly that news was given to the Muslims at Al-Hudaybiyah. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was informed that there are rumors that Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala has been assassinated. Subhanallah, what was the first action of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? You see, this was the balance of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was Bashir and he was Nazir. You see, you have hot water and cold water. You need both. He had anger with him and he also had sabr in him. And it is to use anger and sabr at the right time. That is the khulk, the character of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For he was Bashir and Nazir. And this is the tartib of Allah. There is Jannat and Jahannam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam out of anger stood up and went towards one particular tree which is also mentioned in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with all the companions who took pledge and oath at the hands of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam whilst Aab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was seated under the, under the tree. 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam put his hands forward and he said take bay'a on my hands that we will avenge the death of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala all 1500 companions ulama have mentioned took bay'a that they will fight until death that they will fight until death this is how precious one muslim soul is subhanallah dekhiye na kufaron ke yahan do aadmi chale jaye to pure mulk ke upar hamla aur musliman gajar muli ki tarah kat jaye kisi ko koi parwa nahi gajar muli ki tarah kat jaye sasta khoon jo ban gaya and so because of one individual 1500 companions take bay'ah on the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recorded in the Quran لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ When the kuffar noticed the strength and the strong determination of the Muslims they knew that this was not the time uh, and they would not have the power to to count down the Muslims Muslims were very very strong they came to Abu Sufyan and they said that they have taken a pledge and oath at the hands of their Nabi that they will fight until death. Then Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala was given the, the green light and he stood up and they said to him, now you can go back to the Muslims and tell your Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam of what we have said to you. That you won't be allowed to perform Umrah. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an when he returned back to the Muslim camp the companions were very very happy to see him and again they were chanting out the takbir the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allahu Akbar when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an he waited again for a few days it was a difficult moment ulama have mentioned that the companions stayed in the ihram for many many weeks if not months there is ikhtilaf uh, in the date, the days but for a long period of time in that state of ihram so it was difficult for the companion now when it was time to write the treaty of al Hudaybiyah, from on behalf of the kuffar the man who was selected was a man whose name is Suhail Suhail, Suhail is sitting here mashallah and on behalf of the muslims the selection was with Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala stood up Fada'an Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-katib Nabiyya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called out the katib who was Hazrat Ali and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him Uktub bismillahir rahmanir rahim First write bismillahir rahmanir rahim So Suhail said who is Rahman and who is Rahim? We don't recognize Rahman and Rahim. We will not allow you to write Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. We don't worship Rahman and Rahim. If you want to write, you write Bismillahumma, but not Ar Rahman Ar Rahim. The companions were very, very angry. Again, Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to Hazrat Ali that delete the word Ar Rahman and Ar Rahim. Write Bismillahumma. Later on, Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam dictated the words and he said, write, هذا ما قاضى عليه محمد رسول الله This is an agreement agreed by Hazrat Muhammad 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Again objection. So Hal was a stubborn man. Stubborn man. But Allah gave him hidayat later on. And Suhail said that if we took Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as Rasulullah, why would we stop you? Why would we fight with you? We don't accept him as Rasulullah. We accept him as Muhammad bin Abdullah. So tell him to write Muhammad bin Abdullah. Even to that, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam agreed. It was difficult for Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an to delete the words Rasulullah. According to one narration, he said to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that my fingers don't have the power to delete Rasulullah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was ummi. So he said to Hazrat Ali, put my fingers on the words Rasulullah and I will delete it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam then deleted the word Rasulullah. And instead it was written Muhammad bin Abdullah. Look at the sabr. Look at the patience of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. From the outset it was all to a disadvantage for the Muslims from the outset. And some of the clauses that were written in the treaty, subhanallah, it is said that the Muslims won't perform Umrah this year. Next year when they come, they will only be allowed to stay in Makkatul Mukarramah for three days. Only three days. And no weapons allowed next year. Nothing. And when they come next year, during that period of time, if any of the Muslims from Makkah go to Medina, Muslims have to return, return those back to Makkah, to the Kuffar. And if any from Medina go to Makkah, the Kuffar are not obliged to return them back to the people of Medina. Subhanallah. When some of the clauses were written, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, at this instance, out of a fit of anger, he, he got into that mood of trance. And he came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And these are the words of Hazrat Umar Farooq. Alasta Nabi Allahi haqqan? Are you not the, the true Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Subhanallah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at Hazrat Umar and said, Bala, without a doubt I am a Nabi of Allah. And then he said, Alasna ala al-haqq wa aduwuna ala al-batil? Are we not on the straight path and the kuffar are wrong? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam again said, Bala. After that, Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an said, فَأَخْبَرْتُكَ إِنَّا نَأْتِهِ الْعَامِ And he said, O Messenger of Allah, did you not promise us that we are to perform Umrah? Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I did promise you that we will perform Umrah. But Umar, did I promise you that we will perform Umrah this year? Did I say to you that we will perform Umrah this year? It was a dream, a vision, and everything happens by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam again gave him Salat Tasalli Devi and said, فَإِنَّكَ آتِهِ وَمُتَوِّفٌ بِي Omar, remember that you will come and you will perform tawaf and you will do your Umrah, you will complete your Umrah. And he turned away from Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Again, Hazrat Umar was very angry. 
And then he came to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. And the same questions were put forward to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. There was a distance between Rasulullah and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. So the words that came out from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was impossible for Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq to hear them. Ulama have mentioned that there was this telepathic relationship between Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what is known as nisbate ittihadi what is known as nisbate ittihadi and that is why in the Quran Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said inna allaha ma'ana ma'ana the word ma'iyyat in the Arabic language means that to show that Abu Bakr Siddiq is part of me inna allaha ma'ana Allah is with us so that ma'iyyat is with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq it is said that the same words that came out from the mouth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came out from the mouth of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. At the end when Hazrat Umar Farooq was very very angry, he said to, Hazrat Abu Bakr said to Hazrat Umar Farooq, Ayyuhar Rajul, listen young man, Ayyuhar Rajul, listen young man, innahu la Rasulullah, you know that he is the messenger of Allah, walaysa ya'si rabbahu, and he will never disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And my respected brothers, with all the conditions, from the outset it was a disadvantage for the Muslims, but subhanallah, the barakat of Sulayh Hudaybiyah, all the Arab tribes, all the Arab tribes came to Madinatul Munawwara and embraced Islam on the hands of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Looking at the akhlaq and the conduct, it was paving the path to Fatful Makkah, the conquest of Makkatul Mukarramah. And within few years, Makkatul Mukarramah opened up. Nevertheless, Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala says that for my unintentional spurring of the words that came out, unintentionally, it is said for my entire life, I gave charity and sadaqah and I would fast uh, during the summer season when it's very very hot and I would ask forgiveness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me for unintentionally spurring out the words for me to say Alasta Nabiyallahi Haqqan Subhanallah Lazim it is said that because of Sulayh Hudaybiyah everything was transformed all the Bedouins and the tribes around the city of Makkah all of them returned with Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and straight away, Futuhat upon Futuhat, as Allah mentioned in the Quran, And you will see groups upon groups entering in Islam, groups upon groups entering in Islam. And soon after a few years, Alhamdulillah, as it is mentioned in the books of Seerah, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came marching in the city of Makkah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the full control of the city of Makkah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to make amal on what has been said wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillah rabbil alamin durushikullah Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabu rahim Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim Ya Allah, humari is majlis ko kabool farma Ya Allah, humari is majlis ko kabool farma bolne ko kabool farma sunne ko kabool farma Ya Allah, jo log yaha baithe huye hai 
یا اللہ ان کی کوشش کو قبول فرما یا اللہ ہمیں اخلاص دے یا اللہ ہمیں متقین میں سے بنا دے نیکوکار میں سے بنا دے یا اللہ ہمیں عالمین میں سے بنا دے عابدین میں سے بنا دے عالمین میں سے بنا دے عابدین میں سے بنا دے یا اللہ ہمیں داعی بنا دے یا رحمان یا رحیم مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ کریم مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما جہاں کہیں مسلمان پریشان حال ہے یا اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما یا اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما یا رحمان کفاروں کو غرور ہے تکبر ہے یا اللہ ہمیں ناز اور فخر تیرے نام کے اوپر ہے یا اللہ تو رحمان ہے رحیم ہے یا اللہ تو کن فیقون کا مالک ہے ادا قبا امرن فعنما یقول له کن فیقون یا اللہ جو تو چاہتا ہے لفظ کن سے پہلے وہ چیز سامنے حاضر ہو جاتی ہے یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اللہ انا نسلوک من رضاک والجنہ ونعوذ بک من غذبک والنار ونعوذ بک من غذبک والنار اللہ انا نسلوک العفو والعافیت فی الدنیا والآخرة اللہ اہدنا فی من هديت وعافنا فی من عافیت وتولنا فی من توليت وبارک لنا فی ما عاطیت وقنا شر ما قضیت انك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك وانه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت يا ذا الجلال والاكرام نستغفرك ونتوب اليك نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا واليك المصير برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين